it's a practice. Down. It's okay. a practice. When I feel myself becoming overwhelmed, mm. I it's a mental exercise. It's a mental exercise. So ex- talk that through with me. Um, <laughs> Unless you want me. To. No, it's all good. I was I was thinking about it from the aspect of the uh, when. In the process of a week, I typically see myself as having certain things that I want to accomplish. And then there's at least three or four areas that I'm trying to accomplish things in simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So in that process, I can start in on Monday thinking about those things. Mm -hmm. And Monday is okay. But when I get to Wednesday... Right, because on Monday, the week is going to be a great week. Yeah, it has the ability. I'm going to do yeah. this, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to accomplish this. But then by Wednesday, there's a certain reality that starts to set in. Welcome to How I See It with me, Mark Pratt, and Justin Sternberg. This is a podcast that works to counter cultural polarization through thoughtful conversations. It's like I I am or I'm not going to be able to accomplish. I have accomplished or maybe weather came in, circumstances changed. I couldn't get the keys for that job or, you know, this thing didn't line up and not even anything that's necessarily my fault right. or within my control just circumstantial mm. it's a reality because we are our future justin is the best version of justin mm. the most efficient the most thoughtful the most ah. productive the least impacted by you know ultimate frisbee injuries yes <laughs> yeah and yeah. so we're often planning with future Justin or future Mark. Sure. And so the week looks really good from that angle. Yeah. Yeah. And then by Wednesday, though, for me, they're <laughs> past ca- Justin, really, <laughs> man. He needs- <laughs> no, but Wednesday, I'm starting to recognize I may not have accomplished all of those things in all of those areas. And I'm starting to, my mind is starting to become a little more conflicted, confused. So for me, I come back and that's where the blank slate, the little, you know, white paper comes in. You treat it like Monday? Is that no, I just, I just, I just wipe it all off. Hmm. I wipe it all off in my mind. Hmm. And in that moment, there's a peace. Because I've been able to um, recognize that um, maybe I wasn't intended to do quite all of those things. And there's a piece that says, okay, you're not solely responsible for all those things. You're not even possibly able to do all of those things. Hmm. But yet... I can start adding back. Once I wipe it clean, I start with who I am. Okay? I start putting back on, okay, I am a Christ follower. I am a husband to Chris. I am 
the father of John and Lizzie. I am a therapist. I am a podcast host, co-host. And as I prioritize who I am, that helps me reestablish what I need to accomplish on Wednesday. You follow me? That's that's for me, and that's that's the 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 mental practice of the blank page, is because I'm coming back to I'm not so confused and folk and and lost losing focus. I'm able to recognize and rebuild it based on the priorities that I have in my own heart because of who I am. Hmm. And then I can go forward and say, okay, so what does Wednesday really need to accomplish? Hmm. And what about my Monday vision is just going to need to transfer to next Monday. And what conversations am I going to need to have so that I am keeping that priority of Christ follower, husband, father, you know, those kind of things, brother, son, because those, those are the things that I want to be my identity. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to be and the things you did and got accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like you say, that's mm-hmm. just and I and I think about that. That's kind of what came to mind as you were sharing that last part in the, you know, in that in the the mm-hmm. fence podcast was mm-hmm. just. Yeah, sometimes the what what the what the fence what how the fence needs to change needs to be reworked around my priorities to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the protection comes into play because I can say, even as a husband, yeah, I'm sorry, Chris, I'm late. This is, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, I'm not saying it won't happen again and I'm not, I'm not minimizing. I apologize, you know, that kind of thing when I'm human, you know, or mm-hmm. I'm, or I'm communicating ahead of time or, you know, those, those kind of things. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, does that make sense in those? It does. I yeah, I've never thought about it in those terms, and I think I think I'd like to figure out how to do that because that sounds mm. awesome. I think there are versions of that sure. that I've done, but not that clearly. Um, but there are mine is more defeatist, coming mm. from a defeated place mm. of like feeling super stressed you know it's kind of like you said when that stuff's mm-hmm. catch you know like you're behind on your list it's your brain has is in a certain st- i mean it's stress but it's yeah. this like schism like yep. things aren't aligned with what they should be mm. right mm. and so the further they get askew from that the more your brain is buzzing mm-hmm. yep and thinking about i gotta get to that i gotta get to that or whatever and there are times when I look at that and I go, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. can't, I can't get it all done. I am thinking I need to be this type of person, but mm-hmm. I can't be. Mm-hmm. I am, all I am is what I am. Mm-hmm. And so I look at like what I have to get done and I go, okay, it kind of this, a very similar thing. What can I get done in the vein of something that makes sense for like who I want to be. Yeah. And it helps me realign. And so then often what that means is there's more room for people. 
Mm, and I go, sure. I'm going to still work on this thing, but maybe maybe it gets set aside for a second and I check with this person. You know, I think about work, for example. Like oh, sure. Recognizing in, as my role as a management and really leadership, mm. it's about them winning. Mm. And so many weeks I have to go, wait a second, your agenda has to get paused because mm-hmm. I want I want them to win and I want them to succeed and my job is to do that. Yeah. Like realigning and remembering my priorities are based on the team succeeding, not me. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because yeah. I'm, you know, any Enneagram 3 is someone who wants to succeed. Mm-hmm. It's a pusher. It's a doer. It's a... Mm-hmm. And to say, no, that's going to get, and we're going to put that on hold mm. and let someone else win and do and accomplish. And gotcha. It's hard. Yeah. But, yeah. You, just, you made me think of that, but. And I think when you use, and I, I think at, from my perspective, I can see it going sideways or maybe even negative when that thought is, I should have. Mm. You follow me? Yes. Because it's at that point, well, what am I? I'm a, I'm a lousy, I'm a, I'm a no good, I'm a, you know, and we fill in that blank when in reality, no, that's not the case. Mm. I, I bit off more than I can chew. Mm -hmm. Circumstances changed. Mm. So now what do I do? Right. And I, and I think, you know, I, as you were describing it, you know, I think in some cases it is the difference between CR and my identity, who am I in Christ and my identity, and a disease model hmm. that basically says I am an addict. I am, yeah. and it and it and it. I'm defining myself by my disease, and not defining myself by my identity, who I am in Christ. And I think that's where it comes back to for me. That's what that's what realigning that hmm. sheet yeah. is about because I'm focusing on who. Hmm. Not who I am in an arrogant sense, but what is my identity, mm-hmm. and therefore I reprioritize mm-hmm. based on that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the, yeah, that's a that's a, a part of the whole regeneration, if you will. It's a it's a small regenerating mm-hmm. that I can do mm-hmm. at three thirty in the morning when my mind's in that caught in that schism to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Because I yeah. think, you know, that it, it happens. It happens mm-hmm. to all of us mm-hmm. in those moments. Because yeah. how often do you find yourself biting off more than you can chew? Mm. Most of the time. Most yeah. every week. Yeah. yeah. Most every week. And I find myself shifting. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, it's very interesting how often the most um, productive people feel the least Mm. Mm. or can struggle with that feeling of being behind being Mm. under being you know lacking Mm -hmm. and often it's very much tied it's the stick yeah you know because the benefit is you're productive you're you're a highly productive individual and getting Mm. things done and from the outside there's very rarely a person who will look at someone like you and say, what does this guy do? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's, mm-hmm. there is production all around you, you know. Mm-hmm. But the other end of that stick 
is that it becomes a taskmaster and mm. like you said it tends to want to dictate our identity mm-hmm. i'm a person who does get things done yep call this person yep they'll you know, they get stuff done yeah yeah and that's who i like yeah again taking on that identity and i love what you're saying you're saying replace that yeah with the truth mm. and a doer is not an identity no it's a result of your identity you know and like yeah. what you do depends on your identity but your character your priorities decide mm-hmm. that identity yeah and, and so I, yeah go ahead i didn't realize you were a any three mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting to think about yeah was it surprising <laughs> no and, and I, i'm, 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 I'm yeah. not a big enneagram person i mean yeah. i mean i i see its validity i recognize its value you know, and I, I think it's a, you know, a decent design model type thing. But I just, and I, and the reason I ask, the, the reality of it is I hate taking tests like that because I feel like they're trying to pigeonhole me. You know, I'm, I'm thinking they're trying to pigeonhole Are you an pigeon- eight or what? No, but <laughs> I'm actually a three myself okay. when I'm, when I'm. Just like your primary. Yeah. Why is that surprising? Uh, <laughs> I guess. We're sitting here I, on a podcast like. <laughs> We're pretending we disagree about things, but really. Well, I, I think about it. I think, I want to say, when I looked at the label, it was like image mm, performer. Right. You follow me? Yep. And I, yep. I didn't like that label. I'll be, that's, yeah. that I. Yeah, I would never put that label on you. And yet. There is an image you care about. It's yours. Like it's mm. how you view yourself. Mm. And so, you, like, just think about. I mean, even in your white, uh, white paper, white, <laughs> blank white label, sh- blank sheet, blank sheet, yeah, <laughs> blank sheet, <laughs> <laughs> blank slate, white page, whatever. Yes, in yeah. that, there's probably a name out there if I look. But yeah, even in that, go ahead. But I'm even sorry. in that, like your your. <laughs> recognizing it's it's about your image but you're recognizing the truth of what you want your image to be so it's realigning that Mm. i think on a regular basis but your bent is towards matching the image that you want to have of yourself production getting things done Mm. you know meeting deadlines you know not missing agreements whatever you know whatever But instead of it being, you know, on someone outside of you dictating that vision that you're trying to meet, it's you. And I, and I think that... I don't, I don't think it aligns the same way. But I understand. Just, and, I think, and I think that's where I'm at. It's like um, when I think of performer, I think of um, I'm putting it out there for other people to yeah. see. Yes. An image is, yep. and I want your image of me to be good. Yeah. And I think in some ways, age mm-hmm. has taught me that if I'm trying to do that for you, that's, that's futile. Yep. And I think, yeah. you know, that's where, and I, you know, and I, <laughs> as we think about Enneagrams, I think about, you know, um, how we love also, mm-hmm. you know, and the attachment styles that we develop. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you and I have talked about that. But A little bit, yeah. You know, and I and I think the if we're doing the image thing out of being a pleaser, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, it, because there's there's accolades to yeah. Call call Justin. He'll get stuff done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, hmm. and and yet the pleaser can also be kind of the negative design of the pleaser is they're not always honest because what happens is their yes 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 eventually yep. runs into a finite timeline right. that they have to experience someone yep. experiences no from them right usually and, after a yes y- yes yeah, normally in that world yeah. yes normally after a yes and i think in some ways the ones that get the ones who are closest to us unfortunately mm-hmm. get the, the nose. Yeah. And that's where I think for me that blank sheet comes mm-hmm. back into play. It's like, okay, hmm. you know, John's going away, you know, shortly. And then, you know, and then Lizzie's got this stress. What do what how can I help them? What can I be you know, how can I be ministering to my wife in that process? Mm-hmm. While while I generate some income to be able to, you know, do yeah. what needs to be done. And I think that's what that's what's helpful for me mm-hmm. in that in that exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and I and yeah. I it's interesting because like I say I just struggle. I struggle <laughs> I struggle with boxes. Mm. Yes, I don't like being pigeonholed, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want, we don't, did Don't a... tell me there's only a yes or a no to that question. Come on now. Right. What if we color outside the line? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that feels like, uh, what, I think it's an eight. Like, you must have some, like. John's, you know, John's full on eight. Yeah. And then, and then, and then he'll bust on me, you know, like when we're doing F3, you know, he'll bust on me all the time. It's like, you know, somebody, some guy, you know, everybody will be running in a line and I cross over the road, you know, and it's like, I just, I, and yeah, so I know he gets that from somewhere that doesn't necessarily show up in my Enneagrams, but yeah, it's Well, if you, I don't, so we did a study, uh, like a full day training at my work. Oh, and, he, and the lady who did it, she basically said, this is a view of the world. I, I really liked how she described oh, it. She took away some of the, like, this the is a religious, like, this is perfect and flawless. and it will, yeah. But she was basically saying, like, if you do this right, it will help inform you. Mm. It will help give you tools. And I really liked her perspective on it. But she... You know, one of the aspects of Enneagram is like the wings and yep, then like the, the, the... Do you have nuts? wings? Yeah. What's your wing, if I may? I don't remember. I could look it up. But, okay, no, I'm um, just curious. But there's also the like triangle thing. Do you remember that? Where like usually... Oh, yes. Because they go around a circle, <laughs> yes. basically. Yeah, but you usually and connect... And there's nine. So right. yeah, there's triangles to all the other, to two other yeah. ones typically. Yes, I hear you. And I think eight is one of those where it like connects to that, which makes sense in your world that you you have some elements of that obstinance or that like don't tell me how to color the page or whatever. Yeah. Because it connect because you connect that way where I think I'm more connected on the other direction. Okay, that makes sense. No, I I yeah. hadn't, I hadn't honestly looked into it. You know, I mean. Yeah. Which, when they described all that, I'm like, it just sounds like you're saying anyone can be any... Like, you know what I mean? It's like you're giving a lot of, like, room for... And it's like, well, there has to be. It's kind of like you're saying. Like, you can't color me in a box. It's kind of like psychology, you know? Yeah, I guess, yeah. It's like, well, that explains why you do this and this and this, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Which again, but I think there's helpful. It's kind of like a, it, but. a horoscope almost. Yeah. It's like you 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 keep it generalized enough. See, and that's like where she every... would. Yeah, that's <laughs> where she would have been like. This is not a horoscope. Yeah, it's no, I I understand, which, and yeah. I and I think good models are like that. Yeah. They're 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 specific enough based on statistics yeah. and patterns that we can identify. Yeah, and yet they're not. They're models. Yes, they're models. Yeah, they're yeah. a picture of reality, not reality. And it's not that there aren't differences. There's not. There's a uniqueness that everyone brings to that model. Yeah. And this is this is the generalized part, yeah. but then there's also the individualized part. Yeah. That says, okay, yeah, there's room for that also. Yeah. Yeah. When you describe the parts about the three that you don't espouse or or you know that kind of like you feel mm -hmm. like that's me, I'm that I'm the performer. Mm -hmm. I, especially, and you mentioned age. That's like slowly shifting, mm -hmm. but. Like, from when I was young, you know, it was always about image. It was always about how does this mm. make me look. It was always about, you know, my second order thinking was, okay, if I do this, maybe that person will see or whatever. You yeah. know, or, or it could, yeah. Or it could open opportunities to do more of what I want to do or whatever. But it's like very image conscious. Mm -hmm. And so failure was just... Has, has, always been hmm. catastrophic to my self-esteem i shouldn't say always it's way better now like i'm nice yeah like yeah. i would say healthy in that way now but for so much of my life opposite of healthy like extreme unhealth in when hmm. failure would occur it would impact me to my core yeah you know mm -hmm. and it was because my image was tarnished hmm. you know yeah, I do. I'm and here. it just hurt yeah. so bad. And it's embarrassing to admit how much it hurt. But like, I just could not be wrong. I could not. Because it would say, like, mm. you remember what you said earlier? You said, I am a failure. I am. Mm -hmm. It would mm -hmm. be identity-based. Yeah. Instead of situational. It would be defining. Right. And so that exercise I was talking about that defeated is sometimes I have to. It, it's, it's very similar to what you're talking about in that I recognize succeeding at all those things I was hoping to succeed in will not identify me. Mm. It should not. Mm. But what I do in this moment does. Yeah. How, how I, you know what I mean? Yeah, because really, and, I, and I'm, I'm, if I'm hearing you and I think I am, you know, it's like I can satisfy all the people or, you know, mm. I can satisfy a number of people and it really doesn't change my image that much. Yes. Well, in 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 that in that relative terminology, mm -hmm. you follow me, mm -hmm. because yeah, it it is it is to the point of that's kind of who I am, and yet doing it for most everybody isn't necessarily going to matter a whole heck of a lot. So th this is where I disagree. Okay, go for, for it. For me, it mattered so much, and ah. every time I please someone. It felt like I just, like someone, you know, inserted $500 into my bank account. I gotcha. It, it mattered a lot. But what I found is there was no amount of money in the bank account that was enough. Mm. There, it was never, it, it only created more need, more desire, more, 
So now that I've pleased you, okay, well, let's go for this person. Okay, mm. all right, now I'm juggling both of you. Now this person. And, like, mm. I would keep... It was, that's why I call it approval addiction, right? Yeah, I hear it's this you. idea that, like, I need more, I need more, I need more. And it wasn't just getting approval. It was also maintaining it and not mm-hmm. seeing failure because, again, that was very tied into my, I guess, identity as well. So... In other words, because there's often threes, like you said, that are dishonest. Mm. And I, like, mm. th- that represented failure to me if I said something and didn't do it. So then rather than cheat that person, and like you said, loved ones usually get cheated because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they'll understand I'm mm-hmm. doing all this important stuff. We take those for granted. We take those for granted. It mm-hmm. doesn't, for me, it didn't feel like failure or cheating. It felt like they'll, under, you know, <laughs> yeah. So messed up, but uh, but yeah. So it's just like, what did you feel there in that moment when you reflected on that? You you felt shame. Some. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, you we mentioned earlier, but like just cheating the people that matter the most for the people that don't. Ah. Uh, you yeah. know, and don't get me wrong, pe- these people matter. And like, no, no, you know, all all people yeah, matter. All people all matter. People yeah. matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, but yeah, just it's. Just looking back and seeing how I was chasing approval so much at the expense of the approval of my mm. own family, my spouse particularly, and saying she'll understand, which she did because she's amazing, mm. but taking that for granted for so long. And it's still a struggle to, to not, because it's a combination of my struggle and, and her strengths, which is... She usually is fine. She usually is mm. ge- generous in that way and understand. She knows who I am. <laughs> she mm-hmm. she saw it when she married me, you know, sure. that I was that same person. Yeah. And, you know, so it doesn't surprise her and she's learned how to live with that. But there's also second order consequences to it, you mm-hmm. know, that we've taken on over the years and, rec- you know, like, thanks to Celebrate Recovery and other tools like that, seeing how when you do this, it actually causes this over here. And like you said, sometimes we don't see that in the beginning, but over time, you're able to recognize that. And so that's where the shame comes is recognizing like the deep wounds and pains and, and crevices created by years of doing that. Mm. And recognizing like it wasn't just a, you know, she'll understand, it, but it actually was creating pro- you know, problems in, in our relationship um, mm. because I, continue to do that you know yeah yeah the patterns and the cycles yep go on and we feel shame about having having lived that pattern out so yeah. long in hindsight yeah and i think is that is that the part where you recognize age has made a difference in that yes i know you were well it's a to... combination of but i think age is probably the the biggest thing because mm-hmm. And I think with age, it's implicit that there's experience there. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just that years have gone on. It's that years have gone on and experiencing the reality, right? Mm-hmm. And, and recognizing that, again, I didn't come to this understanding that pleasing people would ultimately feel empty or whatever. Yeah. I experienced it and therefore learned it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I worked so hard and burned every end of the candle and... And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, my old friend Keith used to call it the performance treadmill. You know? Okay, sure. And um, just this idea of like work, 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 and recognizing that I still feel empty. Ah, just mm. one more person to please. All right, let's do this. You know, mm-hmm. and recognizing through several burnouts. Yeah. And 
kind of going the other end of just like, I got nothing, I can do nothing, I'm a failure, hmm. you know, and having to rebuild from that place. Like, you can't just keep doing it. This is a broken pattern, you know? Yeah. So, yes, age, but really what what age has gained me, which is experience, which is tools, hmm. which is things like Celebrate Recovery that have come into my life and taught me, you know, I've been doing that since 2007, you know? So, right. like, those tools... I've been, and then I talk about seven habits all the time. Like I read that shortly before my first step study group in, mm. uh, celebrate recovery. And I think they, my mind was so hungry at that time that both of those things have just become me mm. that they like sure. integrated into me. And, um, obviously, you know, that, that didn't translate in, <laughs> into perfection, but helped mm. me to see the reality through some of the lies in my mind of like approval and all that. And that's when I started using the word approval addiction was probably Mm. 14 years ago. Wow. And 14 years of work has got me to a place where I don't think I'm addicted anymore. Hmm. I really don't. Yeah. I think sometimes I get a hit of it and it's like, Ooh, that feels good. I want more. And I go, no, we know what that is, Hmm. but I'm going to be thankful for this hit. (laughs) I'm going to be thankful that God is generous in his approval. With others, you know, how he brings their approval to me. Yeah. And I very often look at it that way. Like, thank you. You know I mm. need that. You know there's a part of me that is fueled by that. But you also know that's unhealthy. Mm. Or you're like, I, I, see, I see what you're doing and I'm thankful. Yeah. And, you know, and there's, when I have to do something that is very public, preaching, yeah, leading worship, you know, teaching Friday night. That's my prayer of surrender, is that mm. I don't need this approval. If if I have to fall on my face literally and do something mm. completely embarrassing to keep me close to you, I'll mm. take it. Nice. I will. I'll take it. Mm. And I had to pray that prayer with worship so many times, and I believe I experienced it many times. Mm. Of missing a note or forgetting my capo was on and starting song in the wrong key Mm -hmm. and like those things in the moment were devastating Mm. because it didn't align with who I wanted to be a worship leader or whatever I'm just a bumbling idiot who doesn't belong Mm. up here but also recognizing and looking back at that and going no this was part of his journey to keep me close to him Mm. while bringing me to where my desire my heart was nice does that make sense yeah yeah, in that whole process of the plans that he has for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, the failure yeah. is is the humility that needs you to be reliant and saying, okay, yep, I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. I'm not a bumbling idiot. I'm just right. learning how to be a worship leader. In the moment, it feels like I'm literally... A bumbling idiot. Processing it over time, sure, I'm able to bring fold the truth into it, replace that exactly. ridiculous. It's the regenerating of your mind. Yes, I've yeah, gone from yeah. instantly thinking that I'm a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Five years later, ten years, fourteen years, twenty years later, mm-hmm. I can say, "Yep, still need you, God. Yep, yep, can't do this without you. Yep, thanks for being here." Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And ultimately, mm-hmm. it is it's kind of that audience of one type lifestyle. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and the the sec, you know the flip side of that performance treadmill thing is really really experiencing and learning the value of failure mm. and replacing the lies of failure is failure you know failure is yeah i am a failure fa- i'm a failure right sure failure equals loser or losing yes. equals loser um and replacing that with you know failure is part of the journey forward failure is part of learning yes, yes that's what i mean yeah the journey forward it's that agreement growth yeah. mindset yeah it's this idea that when I fail, there's something in this that's going to help me. Yeah. You know? And yeah. the the lesser failures, I'm able to just roll right into that. Mm. The some mm. of the deeper cutting ones takes takes a minute. The bigger like shame re- ones. Re- regrowth or what do you say? Regeneration. Regeneration, yeah. yeah. The bigger shame ones, yeah. Yeah. Which shame is very much attached to Mm-hmm. public image yes no doubt you know so no like doubt. i said that, being up on that stage messing something up yeah you know it's it's the thing that i've taken and i put it on the altar and said wow burn it burn me <laughs> like yeah because that's wrong how much i care and yet yeah you know, it's like it's uh, that refining the sil- yeah. you know, it's take the dross out of the silver, and the silversmith has yeah. something for use. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. And also saying if what ends up burning up is everything, mm-hmm. there was no silver there. True, it was hay, and, and so there's yeah. been a lot of that surrender to say, mm. burn it up, if there's no silver there, and see what's left. Right. Yeah. And if that, just, no, that whole thing's gone. Oh, yeah. Doing worship. Yeah. If there's nothing left there, Mm. then I just, I want it to be right. I don't want it to be me. So if that goes away because you said, no, not for you, Mm. like that prayer of surrender, Mm. of course, not wanting that, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. And I was thinking about it even just in the aspect of age, because you got to realize, I mean, you know, dad jokes come from a place of not caring what other people, especially (laughs) your children, (laughs) tend to think, you know, and I was was thinking about it. Yeah. Even like with John and I, or, you know, sometimes with Lizzie, it's like, I, I respect the fact that sometimes what I do is embarrassing to them <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah quite often probably and not embarrassing is in the aspect of but it's like it's in some ways i don't care if there's a tension yeah. you know shifted and i respect the fact that neither one of them desire attention you mm. know in that in that public yeah you know so yeah it's it's uh yeah i'm 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 wrestling with that not wrestling in the sense of changing but being aware Mm. that yeah i may not care right but yeah at times yeah Mm. i don't want to necessarily create unnecessary embarrassment yeah that makes sense yeah and the balance too of sometimes as a dad Mm -hmm. it's kind of like your role 
that make him just a little embarrassed <laughs> and recognize life's not yeah. so serious. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, that balance, but also protecting him from yeah. shame. Yeah, Un- unnecessary. Yeah. 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 The, the balance is good. Yeah. Growth. I think about the mom who drops her, you know, teenage son off at school and says, I love you, son. <laughs> and like how that's probably a good thing, you know. Like yeah. There's a balance to that. And of course, yeah. Yeah. Saying, uh, you know, I'll wash your whitey tighties tonight. <laughs> you know, that's probably not, that's probably over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just a little bit, I'd say. <laughs> just a little bit. So, yeah, as, as I was thinking about that, uh, the blank page, the, the clean slate. What um, in the in the process of your tools mm-hmm. and learning, what if you could share one tool that has been mm-hmm. beneficial? I'm just thinking about it from that aspect. What would that be for you? As a as even like a a go to. That's a pretty deep sigh. It's a deep sigh. And if it's something you don't want to share, that's okay too. I respect that. I think it depends on what level you're at of this of my. I'm I'm, of, I'm okay with anything well, that's a value about to you. From the very beginning, hmm. the thing, and this is something I've I've tried to coach others to do who are kind of I think in that very beginning. Mm. as well and it it goes for more than just quote-unquote approval addiction or someone like me mm-hmm. but it's when your thinking has gotten you to a bad place over and over and over mm. the most important tool i had to learn it's not even a tool it's a a rejection it's just mm. i'm probably wrong about my thinking most of the time mm. how can i fix this mm. Because up until that surrender, that kind of, I believed the lies that I was telling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I am a failure. I am whatever, just mm-hmm. all the nonsense. And getting to a place of like, no, my thinking is causing brokenness in so many areas of my life. I'm going to stop trusting myself. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Not, not, not just saying, you're an idiot. You can't, tr- you can't. Nothing you say is right or nothing you think mm-hmm. is right, but more of stop trusting yourself so much as being the most trustworthy voice in your head mm. and recognize that maybe right now, until I can get realigned, I am the most untrustworthy voice in my head. Mm. So who can I trust to help me? Mm. You know? And, but but you can't go to that place of who can I trust, how you know, getting someone in your life, whatever, until you get to that first. And I don't know if that's a tool or if that's just baby step to get mm. you to get you towards some tools because and I, again I've I've tried to coach other people in this too, like where it's very clear that their thinking is preventing them from moving forward. It's like it's not until you stop trusting yourself so much that you're so smart that you got it all figured out Mm. that you're you know everything you believe is right it's not until you distrust that initial assessment Mm. especially in you know there's always certain areas where Mm. this is more applicable than others you know you don't you're you're 
your judgment might be spot on over here, but it's this particular thing, probably the reason you're around me in recovery or whatever is because looking over here, your vision is completely skewed and broken. So I say, stop trusting what you're seeing is right. Hmm. Baseline. It might be. that. Mm-hmm. I, it's never about saying you're, you're wrong. It's about right. saying stop trusting it so blindly. Hmm. Again, not really a tool, but... No, but an insight. It, because for me that was that was ground zero sure you know yeah to start the beginning of the rest of my life really yeah that's how you see it that's how I see it appreciate you sharing from that thank you ah my pleasure I'm gonna have to learn a blank page blank page that's how we see it <laughs> Hey, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like how I see it, please do all the things that podcasts tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us, uh, and or talk nicely about us on social media. If you want to reach out, the email is us at howiseeit.click. Yep, I said dot click, as in dot C-L-I-C-K. Please tell your friends about this show, and we'll see you on the next one.